welcome back to the love hour part two we gonna get straight into it okay hopefully you watch part one we got some gems dropped on us on all things financial health and wellness um but you guys sent some questions over and so we're gonna jump right in let's do it hey. all right the number one question that i receive from the people <laughs> is should we do a joint account I should I, I didn't even look at the questions and I knew <laughs> that was the question we get that one all the time Forces I know, know y'all yep. with my spouse so I'm gonna lead it with this and then my husband would take over um in marriage right we have children right my husband and I have children um I consider my children more valuable than money right would you say the same facts right yes they're pri- it's priceless why would I give my body to my husband mm. and make a decision to have children with this man and I don't trust him with my money to have a joint account? It's backwards. You me. trust him with your vulva Every, come on, and not your money. Exactly. Um, we're one, not just in the bed, but even in our money. You've made that decision, I feel like. When you marry somebody, you like, made that, whether y'all have a joint account or a separate go. account, y'all still one, You're one. person, so... Yeah, I, I didn't want to And you can build more as one unit than you can on separate island. Good stuff. So, I mean, we can go to the Bible. It says when the two come together, they become one, right? So to those who would have pushback as to whether or not the bank account should be one, there's a heart issue there. It's a heart. Without even knowing who you are, there is a heart issue there. There's a reason why you have some pushback toward it there's some lack of trust maybe something happened previously you've maybe you've seen something in your spouse that makes you say i don't know about that but whatever that fear is whatever that thing is needs to be addressed it needs to be voiced it needs to be vocalized because he looked at you like and what you finna do about it shut up los angeles (laughs) (laughs) because you all decided that this was the person you want to spend the rest of your life mm. with, right? You should be dreaming together. You should have these these big 1080 HD goals of vision for your life, and there should never be any aspect of your marriage that is not joined to include the number one cause of divorce, divorce is money. which is money. Is that over so, uh, sex stuff now? Yes, it, yes. Oh snap! I thought. Uh, so if that's if that's one of the things, if that's one of the biggest tools of the enemy to kill your marriage, why would you leave room for him to get in mm. by having separation? Now, do y'all believe you shouldn't have any separate accounts? So we have, we we mentioned in the previous video, thirteen bank accounts, right? We have yeah. more. One of those accounts is considered my account, right? But he's on it, mm-hmm. and the only reason why it's considered my account every single month, we allowed ourselves our own cash, our own money, that we can do whatever so we want with it. So that goes back to people saying you can't have fun. Right. We plan oh. for the fun. We plan for it. Y'all are on every account, though, but there the one that is your money he assigned to you. He chooses to have cash because he spends his quicker spend than mine. I do. I choose to have put mine in the, in the bank. Because saves hers. So when okay. we talk about separate accounts, what I think that most people, when they ask that question, they're literally talking about separate accounts, not right. necessarily personal spending money. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah. you pay the mortgage, I pay the utilities. Like, I know someone who literally, the husband pays the mortgage, she has to take care of everything when it comes to the kids. I'm like, yeah, so your own money? Yeah. You're sitting at a restaurant. Are you picking up the tab? Where am I picking you're it up? Like that's with your stupid to me. I had the wings. I didn't have. You know, like no, I paid last salad. time. You right? over here getting the porterhouse? Yeah. You want me to chip in? So, um, yeah. Either this is the person you want to be with, right? Or, or this is the person you want to be with. And we're not talking about extreme <laughs> cases. 
Right. Again, yeah, we're not talking about people you know? with gambling problems or this or, or addictions or things like yeah. that. We're talking to the typical everyday couple. Well, that's a good clarifier. It yeah. is. We're not talking yes. about extreme we're not cases. Because no. people will be like, and my husband. Yeah. Well, yeah. obviously, you know that is an right. unusual we're situation. Talking, you knew that when you commented, we're didn't you? Yeah. about, yeah. <laughs> Healthy situation. You all should be together trying to build this incredible life Absolutely. together. This legacy that you're trying to build together. And your money should be together. So I get I have a question for you. How do you um, address those people? I think this is great. One of the things that Kevin and I did when we uh, I was on a debt payoff plan for years before I was like snowball. That's going to be the answer. Um, But one of the things that we definitely did, I had like a bill account and then we had like allowance money is basically what I called it. And Mm -hmm. so I had money that went into my account that I could spend on whatever I want. And he had money that can go into his account. and, And we were both on each other but it was my account so right. I think that's great mm-hmm. what about those people that are like this isn't an extreme case but I don't really trust my spouse because I feel like they're going to spend that money on things that they shouldn't do how do you then have those type of conversations where it's like maybe he's not a gambler right. but I just don't trust you gonna make the he's right just decisions a consistently bad financial decision maker yes mm-hmm. right I'd rather him actually so, gamble because maybe we would win sometimes <laughs> but he just <laughs> just wasting money most of the time right so how do you have like what are tools to get you where you're again we talked about this before you're negotiating different management styles Mm -hmm. so you can come and be on the same page so that way you have a future together that's headed in the right direction because um a house divided against itself cannot stand come on and read the bible and division die meaning two visions that's division Mm. So That's we good. ain't going nowhere. That's good. That's two visions. Is that what division means? Yes, yes. sir. Yes. You went into the Greek because yes. the division I didn't is digrocosly. Yes. That was good. Because the Amalekites was divided. Amen. Because you had that one circle and you cut it and wow. then they came two circles on the other side, amen, of the... <laughs> amen. So how do you do that? How yeah. do we get on one page? How do we get... So again, we hear that as well too. Um, and sometimes not all of them are excuses. Maybe you just start slow. Maybe you start with having a joint account where you're putting the funds in there and you're paying the certain bills and you also come up with your spending plan or your budget. Again, if you're if there's a trust issue there, it's bigger than just the money. Yeah. So true. It's, just it's usually bigger than just the money. Exactly. So it's just yeah. reflecting in the money, but it's probably trust in all areas. Yes. Well, right? And so maybe some counseling. Mm. Maybe some therapy. Mm-hmm. Like I think that that would help as well. Yeah, and there's also the possibility because another killer to – financial or financial unity or, or relational unity is unmet slash unspoken expectations. expectations. So maybe you have this expectation of, favorite things to yeah. say. of your true. spouse that they don't even know about. Because yeah. yeah. you never verbalize it. It's just an expectation that you have. Yeah. So they're meet, they're not meeting an expectation that they don't know about right. and therefore yeah. it causes frustration and distrust. Yeah. So what we like to tell people is to go on a dream date. Before we start talking, pulling out the calculator spreadsheets and right. looking at accounts, Let's just go on a dream date where we go out, we get, you know, fancy. We go somewhere downtown and we just allow ourselves to dream. We're not talking about dollars and cents. We're talking about vision. We're going to sit down and we're going to say five years from now, what do we want our life to look like? Mm. And so spouse number one is going to answer and spouse number two is going to write 
spouse number one's answer. Mm -hmm. And then when spouse number one is done, we're going to switch and spouse number two is going to answer and spouse number one is going to write. Now, a couple of things to consider. <laughs> I just want to say, I'm going to tell you what, this is great. I thought y'all was talking about a dream date, like the best date. No. Like, <laughs> You're going to go like, on a date Why are we writing stuff down at our dream date? We should be eating crab legs. You're going to go on a date. You're going to go on a date and dream. You have to. I get it now. You have to. Because you got to get this out. So when you have this dream, and one thing you got to understand, caveat, is that um, there's a very high likelihood that you're going to dream from a limited perspective. Oh, for sure. Because you're going to think about life circumstances, you're going to think yep. about obligations, and you're not going to allow yourself to dream big. So you have to push each other to say, if if we serve a really big guy hey. who can do any and all things, what will we ask him for? What picture Exceeding do we want to paint? Abundant. Exceedingly and abundantly above all. Above all. He that we can ask her things. Okay. So write that big, lofty yeah. dream down, and then you can use that information to have the deeper conversations. Like, okay, so this is what we want, but this is where we're at right now. Yeah. How do we make a path from where we're at now to where we want to get to? And in that building of the path, you have that conversation. You know, some of your spending choices kind of put some fear into me. <laughs> and, you know, I want us to come together. I want us to get on one accord in this. But there's some things that we both, like, don't make it all about the other spouse making adjustments. There's some adjustments that we both have to make to get to that place that we both said we want to get <laughs> Bless to. You. Bless you. Thank you. And some people are holding their spouse in their past, mm -hmm. right? Um, if I would have looked at my husband, for those of you who watched part one, and I would have saw him, the way that he handled his finances prior to the right. marriage, right? And I did not give him a second chance. And we would not be sitting in this seat today. Right. And my right? credit is better. <laughs> we don't want to leave that Kev's out Kev's credit is better than mine. Hey, you know, I'm the one that helped you. I ain't been over 800 right? for years. Come on, I'm the one that handles club. everything. 800 Club. I'm in the 800 Club. I got a couple points on it. Honest, I'm responsible for your 800. She created the heaven and earth and while she was at it, she gave me great credit. Like I didn't bring the good credit into the marriage. I was 700 when I was young. 730. You know what's crazy? My parents didn't even teach me about credit. No, none of my high school economics teacher, Mr. Tag, yeah. rest in peace. You might be alive, but <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm just assuming it's been a long time. You know, I just hope for the best for Mr. Tag. He's, he, he was, was old, old then, and that was 20 years ago. But this man taught me about credit, and I'm thankful. That's good because that's not parents, common in school. No, that's it was good. the most practical. Like literally, I went off to college the next year, and all the stuff mm -hmm. happened. I got a student credit card. Paid it off every time I used it. Like, I didn't go into debt on that. Uh, the, the things that people, you, this is not to shade people because people just don't know. They don't know. But the thing people, the things people, I learned this when we worked at the bank, that people think goes to their credit, that builds their credit, that does it mm -hmm. out of this world. Yeah. Yeah. And the things that hurt their credit that they're not aware of, yes. also out of this world. People think they're building credit with their rent That's and true. their um, uh, electric bill and their phone bill. Nah, man. Mm -hmm. But nobody taught them, so they don't know. So anyway, I hate to get off track, but I just- No, because that, that's a perfect point because it, like we talked about in part one, there are systems in place. It's not accidental that it's not, that what you have is rare. Yeah. Most school systems, Don't nowhere to be that. found. So we go from No, no, it was just him. It wasn't like taught. He just was like, oh, was nobody, just, so, it was just him like, oh, nobody's wow. teaching you all this stuff that people need wow. to teach you. I'm going to take some time out of this economics class and teach you some practical life advice. Mm -hmm. Pay attention. That's so it wasn't like in the curriculum. Yeah. So I'm, And that's not accidental. 
Yeah. You, you go from kindergarten through college without learning anything about personal finance yeah. because big banks and our government profit off your ignorance from your finances. Man, that's wow. real rap raw. So then, okay, so we're in, we're having this, I love this idea. I hope you guys do it. I think we should do this because I love the idea of just sitting down and like taking the restraints yeah. off yeah. and dreaming. Um, you have this conversation and then how do you then, you and your spouse go back and you have these dialogue. One of the things that I, I'll answer my own question. How about that? And then we'll ask the next one. One of the things that I think um, that you're kind of saying here that's so important is getting the buy-in and getting your spouse on board a lot of times what i think happens is i have a vision of getting our set of debt i've never informed you of the vision and not only did i not inform you that's not your vision right and so you yeah. end up working against each other yeah. so having this dream date and getting us both on the same one accord and then saying these are the practical small steps that i want to dedicate to and maybe it's just twenty dollars or maybe i was listening to this podcast and i heard about this snowball thing I took the liberty of writing our bills out and I think this is what I want to do. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Having those dialogues yep. and those conversations so you can get on one accord so um, you have a plan in place. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is we don't, we aren't willing to do the work or our spouse isn't on board with us so we feel like we're not on the same team. And when yeah. your spouse is not on board as well, you be the change that you want to see in your spouse. Mm-hmm. And so we tell people, you don't become stagnant because you don't see movement in your spouse. Do what you can do. And so we interviewed um, a, a woman on our show and she just started taking her lunch to work. She started to make uh, wise financial decisions and her husband caught on. He saw that and he was like, whoa, wait a minute, you've made all this traction, let me get on board. So we tell people, mm. you both may not be in the same place at the same time and that's okay, Yeah. right? Yeah. But there is something that you can do. Love it. And to do that. And I think Love it's it. also important, the same way both of you all need to dream together, You. The same way both of your input is in the vision, the new vision that you created together, both of your input needs to be in the strategy. Mm-hmm. So it can't be, you can't use this as a as a setup, as a gotcha. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. I'm gonna yeah. take you on the dream day. Okay, now what I really want to tell right, you was, right, right. the we reason we ordered did that. No food. I hate the way you <laughs> buy stuff. Can we get an appetizer? Stop buying no. stuff. That's what I really want you to know. <laughs> right. No, you, okay, now honey, now we got this vision that we created together, now let's co-create a strategy. Now you, if you're the stronger financial one, you can, come up with a, this is what I think, right. you know, this would be a good strategy, but you've got to leave grace and space for spouse number two to come in. Like y'all, you told the example of how vacations are important to you and how, you know, certain weeks out the year you get to do your thing, right? Mm-hmm. If you didn't get to do your thing, you would have never bought in right. to the, the bigger part grace of the space. pie. So yep. it's important that both parties are involved in the building of the vision and both parties are involved in building the strategy because you don't have to do it at the pace that Ty and I did at the pace that Kevin and Melissa did it. You all have to create a plan for your household. So when Ty talked earlier about like no business that stays in business does so without a budget. So we tell families, households to put incorporator LLC behind your name. So for us, McNeely Incorporated, right? Treat your finances that way. Like you're running a household company, a corporation Mm -hmm. so that you're both strategizing together. You're both casting vision together and you're both you know headed to your destiny together love that y'all about to have some little children who are going to be doggone hedge fund managing <laughs> they are business type <laughs> I love they're that. gonna be on the playground like i got 27 percent more fruit snacks <laughs> year over year <laughs> 
so they're gonna be ready. Snacks. They're gonna be ready. Okay, so next question. Uh, we're approaching the holiday seasons, and during this season, it's very easy to get caught up in that keeping up with the Joneses kind mm-hmm. of mentality yeah. and find yourself in a heap of debt that'll take you a year to get out of. And then the holiday seasons are here again and you're kind of doing the same cycle Mm. again. So what are some strategies people can use uh, this holiday season? Hopefully it's not too late to allow them to make a plan, budget, whatever. So they don't wind up in a cycle of debt that they end up paying for all of 2020. Right. So when Christmas is like a month away, um, you can take certain uh, dollar amounts out of your paycheck to apply towards your Christmas spending. We like to actually plan all year round. So we actually finished with our Christmas shopping in January, okay? For the so for this, this past year? January we were already done because everything's on sale. Wait, we were already uh, done. Hold on. Yep. So y'all we bought twenty nineteen Christmas gifts in twenty nineteen January. Our kids are straight. What if the new toys came out? Oh no, they're straight. <laughs> Trust me, y'all um, really see, be and, and planning. We could, we could probably do it because our, our oldest is nine, right? Mm-hmm. So granted, we don't have a teenager yet, so of course. Sometimes we are buying electronics a little bit closer to Christmas, but for the most part, we're done. Come wow. January. So, so y'all we, take advantage of the Black Friday, I mean, not the oh, Black Friday, the uh, after, after Christmas. Christmas. The after Christmas like sale, like which is bigger than straight. Black Friday. Oh, they're straight. And we usually put it on Instagram, so if you all are following us, you can watch it on Instagram. At his and her money. We usually share our Christmas morning. Um, so it may be too late, right, to yeah. go lavishly. Mm-hmm. But you can do something. And you can prepare for 2020's Christmas. There you go. So we want you to start preparing now. One thing we used to do to help our kids is we ran the Toys for Tots program um, at the church. And then when the toys was left over, we gave them to your, our kids. Your, kid, your that, church okay. would let you. I was, I was with you. Until I thought, like, <laughs> we, we showed them the value them. of giving they will. And, and looking out for those that are the in need and less fortunate. They don't want to throw it out. But no, we, we, we steal the charitable gift. <laughs> and once it's all good. <laughs> you end up with the what's it left over. So it's exactly. like, why am I getting yep. the Barbie thing? Man, just play with the car. You want a car? It's pink. It's pink. It's, it's a car. Hilarious. But for kids, um, usually January and July are the biggest months where the stores like your Walmart, and your targets yeah. are dumping those toys. Yes. So you get them for 70, 80% off. That right? is just literally genius because the thing, oh I had never thought about that. Changed the game. Our kids would ask for almost literally yeah. the same type of mm-hmm. gift when they were exactly. your kids' age. Yeah. Right. This want men to fight right. with. Yep. Exactly. They don't really care. Spider Man, exactly. Batman, they don't know the price My of that man. Pony. I didn't have that yeah. man last Christmas. I have it this Christmas. Right. All you got to do is buy it in January and, and stick it in an attic it. or it's a store thing. Yep. And then they're going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yep. Y'all, y'all yep. know me another right. year in a row. <laughs> but that one, is genius But idea. one of those accounts out of your 13 accounts, we don't have one for our, uh, Christmas, but we do tell people to set up an, an account, right? So you can dump a certain dollar amount every single month. It can be $20. So right? much of this is... Planning. I don't. Planning it's so much. It's basic planning and intentionality. That, and, and intentionality. There it's you go. saying I, because for me and Melissa, buying Christmas gifts is not huge for us. Yeah. Not for our kids. Not for each other. Like, but if it is, but we all go. have our thing. Vacation is huge to us. Just saying, look, I want to go to like for me, I want to go to Japan. Oh, I love that in style. So I started last year's tour, saving up That's all awesome. my hotel miles. Nice. For that yep. thing, like in, that's in my lifestyle, that's something I can do. But it's the same idea. If you want to go to Japan, you look up the prices, when the buy, when's the best time to go? Because here's the thing: people don't realize that's true. Going to places you want to go in off-peak seasons yep. is crazy cheap. Mm-hmm. We went to Rome, off-peak. The tickets are like six hundred dollars. Nice. Like that's not nice. cheap, but it's 
you can buy a ticket to New York for six hundred. Yeah. yeah. The difference between going in the summertime and going in October, we had a great time. But that's a, you know what I mean things like that. Like mm-hmm. obviously Japan in Christmas is more expensive, mm-hmm. but I wanted to go during that time. Awesome. So um, putting a name and a plan to it is such small advice, but so it's good. it's so easily looked yeah. over. And I would and say see, Christmas is a big deal in our home. Yeah. Only because um, birthdays and Christmas and like you know good grades and things like that, we reward our children. But for the most part, throughout the year, they're not like just giving things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They can't just go in the store and be like, "Mom, I want this," and pull it off the shelf type thing. Got right. it. So we go all out for Christmas. Right. I mean, it's lavish for them. And so to do that, we have to. Plan I like that y'all like. Um, one of the things I like about what y'all are doing is y'all isn't like y'all don't do anything fun. Yeah, you don't enjoy like a lot of times people have this mindset that in order to get my finances together, it means I cannot do nothing. Nope. Right. I, every extra red set has to go to y'all haven't said that one time no. and y'all are not even living. We don't live that life. Yeah, it's it's one or two things planned throughout the year or for a certain season you can't do that mm-hmm. so for melissa we had that melissa and i we had the debt consolidation season mm-hmm. which is three or four years where we had to really tighten up mm-hmm. but then like the next three years we don't have to do that right. awesome. you know what i mean so even looking at something like i'm a, it's gonna be tough for a minute like college like i'm gonna be broke for a minute yeah. but at the end hopefully i can get a better job as a result you yeah. know whatever like that you just have to take that same approach to your mind i mean uh same mindset to your finances and i would say to that question maybe Think outside the box. You know, you can do the traditional things like Ty said, but maybe you think outside the box, and that can be through a couple of conversations. First conversation is, um, you know, you share with your kids what's going on. We're trying to build a legacy for you all mm-hmm. so that you all can have a, a head start. You know, this is all age-dependent on right. kids. Right, 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 but we right. want to give you guys a head start that we didn't get, so that means that we're going to have to tighten some things up around. Maybe you have this conversation now, you know, to give them mm-hmm. some headway before the Christmas season gets here. And so, you know, we can't do as much. We're still going to do something for you all, but just so you know why we're doing what we're about to do. That's number one. Number two, you can have a conversation around legacy. So instead of buying them a Hot Wheel, maybe you buy them one share of Mattel, and you get them a little stock certificate that's framed that we, they can hang on their wall. We and they can go to school saying that they own Mattel. Right. We randomly met a couple, because this is not that far-fetched of an idea, at this little uh, <laughs> fake Benihana place. We didn't have Benihana money at this time. We just went to like a little fake Benihana. And this dude said he his kid liked planes, so he bought him a little toy plane, like from a dollar store, and then he bought him like he had much more money than us, but he bought him like $1,500 in Boeing stock. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, and that is gonna be much more. And here's the thing about your kids. Guarantee you, you give them the Boeing stock equivalent of a Christmas Man. gift when they're graduating high school, they'll appreciate it. Right. Maybe much more than, because the thing me and Melissa realized, we buy our kids Christmas gifts. This is the reason we didn't go, we don't go hard on Christmas. They would break nearly all the toys yeah. before the new year. So it's like, y'all don't even appreciate this stuff. We've Why am I spending three or four hundred dollars? Or they don't even put it yep. together, don't put the batteries in. So they, they can't appreciate stuff. Y'all don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think that this is so important, the idea of legacy building and having those conversations. Uh, we were just on Deval and Kadeem's podcast and uh, folks were trying to come from my head for the word submission but I'm about to come what? back to it really oh, quickly what? I know because uh, I like words and I like to divide them up and so to me um, mm-hmm. submission being under and folks is like you making up definitions no 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 what is a submarine it means underwater mm. okay submission yep. means under a mission uh, yep. and so I even think it's important when you're talking about um, bringing your kids into submission yeah. into mm. me and to me it's just about creating a household vision a household vision yep. a household mission and so when i say we negotiate as the adults 
And I say, husband, you take charge. You can lead, but I want my input. We can strategize together, come to this plan together. And then we present that. We agree, work out all the kinks, the whatever. And then we bring our kids and say, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Mm We're legacy building, yep. and that may mean some sacrifices for the next three years. Because I pulled up an app that said this is our amortization mm-hmm. schedule, and we got to do hustle season yep. for three years. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> yep. And then we're all when birthdays come, and maybe yep. they're not as lavish. Your kids, they understand. Kids love structure. Yes, a lot they of people do. think that they don't, but they love. Yeah. Order I think that and is structure. so important. It's very important. And then you've yep. created um, where everybody is one on one accord. Because what happens as parents is you want to give your kids the world yeah. and. When yeah. you can't, you feel bad. You and so and that's then why a lot off, of them going to debt. Yes. And off of that emotion, yeah. you are you feel like I just, I'll sacrifice for my yep. kids and mm-hmm. swipe my credit card. And you don't, re- that's not really a sacrifice. The real true sacrifice is not swiping the credit card mm-hmm. and putting the money aside for them later. Yeah. That's so important. I think that was really good. And think about what that's doing to them as a person to see. Like in that instant, it's going to be like, wait, what? But for them to walk with you all through the yeah. process of turning the finance around, so yeah. they saw what life was like Man. at the beginning, and then they get to see what life was like afterwards, mm-hmm. that's something that's gonna stay with them. And, and again, you all can have conversations around paying off debt, around uh, credit building, around wealth building, and they're gonna be so much further than anybody right. in their class, anybody right. in their in their grade band, because of you all involving them in the legacy build, not just building the legacy for them, building the legacy with them. Love it, I think that's yeah. so important. So I think we pretty much answered that question. Was there anything else that you guys wanted to add? No, I think we hit it. Okay, so last question. Um, oh man, okay. How, what is your advice on student loan debt? Should I get out? Should I not? Does it really matter? Interest rates be low. Payments sometimes be low. Maybe these are only my facts. Um, what is your advice? So you're saying for a person that's currently in student yes. loans or somebody considering getting student loans? No, someone who already has student loan debt. Should they just oh, keep pay it off? Should they yeah, try you to should pay absolutely it off? pay it off. So there's a couple of things that, that we need to address. We need to get rid of certain narratives because we, we've made them commonplace, right? I'll have a student payment the rest of my life. Everybody has a car note. Right. That's my, that's uh, my narrative. Uh, I'll have a student loan payment for the rest of my life. Rent, renting is a waste of money, right? Yep. These are socially constructed narratives to keep yeah. us bound. Again, we've already shared, if you saw episode, the, the previous episode with us, that the number one asset that the U.S. government has is student loan debt. So they are literally banking on you not paying off your student loans. Yeah. They love you to take your time. Put it in deferment. Put it in there. Take your time. Stretch it out because the interest is still occurring. We still getting ours, and you're still bound. You're still held up. Right. You're still not able to do everything you want to do with your money because you got to keep paying Naviant, Sally Mae, and everybody else their money, and that comes to us, and that keeps us with our fat pockets, and it keeps taking money away from you. So it is hard. You know, we know that um, the average person is leaving college with thirty-seven thousand dollars of student loan. Again, not by accident. It's, it's literally like when you were in high school and getting ready to go to college. There's one button for scholarships, and there's another button for student loans on the screen. It's made easy because it's profitable for them, mm-hmm. not for you. So stop telling yourself. Stop making it okay to be in debt. Let's just say it like that. Stop making it okay to be in debt. When we saw. I don't know how many of you all remember the first time you saw Roots. Do you remember that? I the do. very first time. Mm-hmm. You remember that scene 
where uh, Kunta ran away the first time, mm-hmm. right? And they found him, they catched him, and they strung him up on the thing, right? And <sighs> the guy, he seemed like he was like two miles away. It seemed like the longest whip ever mm. that he was hitting him with. He said, boy, what's your name? What's your name? And he kept hitting him. He kept, whoosh, and you can like, even though it was made like in the 70s, like that the crispiness of that whip, man. you felt. Man. You felt it, man. right? Me too. Even, even as I'm saying that you are playing it back in your mind, right? <laughs> and so you see that. How did that make you feel? First time you saw it? Angry. Angry, Thanks. frustrated, yep. I pissed was off. Mad, right? Yeah. He, and, and, and he got to the point to where he was broken. He said, yeah. my name is Toby, yeah. right. right? He was broken mm. and we were mad. Yeah. So mad. We were mad, but we don't have that same, that same angst when we swipe in that massa card, mm. right? It's the same construct, <laughs> right? Double entendre. Massa card, right? Debt is the new slavery. It is. Wow. The Bible says what? That the borrower is a slave to the lender. Mm-hmm. So if we I didn't know what are, scripture he was saying. He said the oh, Bible no, says Bible what? Said a lot of stuff. <laughs> Sorry. It's plenty of scripture. There's, there's the borrower, Jesus wept. <laughs> the borrower is a slave to the lender. So if you're not okay, if, if, if seeing that version of slavery made you upset, how come your version of slavery doesn't make you as wow. upset? You know what's crazy? I was I was one of those student loan people thinking, like, man, I'm never going to pay him a little bit at a time, right? I was looking at one of our student loans, and it's it's well within reach of paying off. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't need to be paid off monthly. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't factor, because in my mind I'm like, oh, it's just like I think this one's like a hundred dollars or whatever. If it's just that, I could do so much more with the other money. But what I'm not factoring in, if I don't, the longer I wait, the more, the more I end pay. up paying for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. If I just paid it off, the payoff amount isn't even going to be what's on my statement. And now again, just like the credit card debt, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. And I did, you know, same thing with your house, like. Uh, if your you know mortgage is amortized over thirty years and yep. you pay off in seven, you're not going to pay nearly. You pay for the house twice. Twice, right. literally, literally. Yeah, you pay for the house twice. Yeah, because factor in interest. Yep. Yes, yes. And they're banking on it. Take thirty, oh, yeah. refinance. It's set up refinance that way. To 40. So we can go to we can go to the mortgage real quick. I know I know we're running short on time, but if you, the homeowner out there, if you go to your bank account's website, pull up your amortization statement. Here's here's what the banks know that that you don't know, that the average person moves within seven to nine years of their being in their home. They move somewhere else, right? Mm -hmm. So, if you pull out your amortization statement and you look at the first seven to nine years of that amortization statement, all interest. Because they know your habits and so they wanna make sure they get their money first. So they get their money up front, you move and you go and you restart the clock at somewhere else. So there are systems. with them again. Exactly. Yeah. Because they gave you a great way. Oh, you're a repeat customer. Mm -hmm. So these are all setups the same way with the student loans to benefit you. like you said, that that that's affordable. The same way with cars. Oh, I can afford this payment. No, you can't. You can't afford to keep losing money every single month. You're making them. You're making their bottom line grow and yours shrink. Well, y'all got in trouble. <laughs> we love you. One. I want to give one more um, tool because one question is, um, where was it? Advice for getting out of debt. I have no money to save. What can I do? Mm -hmm. Um, Was one of the questions, and I really will end here. One of the things that you said earlier um, that I thought was good, and I wanted to say it then, but I'm going to say it now. Um, Bringing in a stream of income for a certain goal. Mm -hmm. I thought that was so good. I think a lot of times in our minds, we become so confined to just 
I work my nine to five and this is my fixed income. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is there are ways to be creative to bring in more so you aren't just stuck to or confined to that fixed income. You know, I want to say something real quick before you answer because somebody didn't even weren't talking to me, but they gave me such a great idea that this could work. People are always like, I don't have no time. I don't know extra money. I have a broken car. I can't do anything. We met this person who was giving us an Uber ride somewhere. She said she works at the mall till nine o'clock. And to say, make extra money, she postmates just for one hour wow. after work. Cause she was like, after work, I, I never go home and go straight to sleep. I just, you know, be on my phone, watch TV. She said for one hour, I postmate Love after it. work or Uber, whatever it is. Cause you know, cause uh, in your city. And whatever I make from that day, some days it's 300, some days it's 47 right. bucks. I save that money. Yep. I just, and I do it for one hour and nothing more. And I was like, that is such an easy way mm -hmm. to make a little bit of cash for such a time as this. And then she's like, on the weekends, if I'm bored, like awesome. a lot of times we don't be doing nothing. nothing. Right. Like we Watching really TV, don't be doing, scrolling Instagram. You know, scrolling I mean, Instagram. just literally absolutely nothing. And you could be That's doing true. something valuable, but we tell ourselves we don't have no time. Yep. You have one hour. You got time. Just one hour yep. after work. I just mm -hmm. not gonna go straight home. I'm gonna start the app from my job, drive around for one hour. And when one hour's over, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna send that money. Cause that Postmates money, they be coming like, almost instantaneously. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was a good idea because y'all talked about That's adding extra idea. hustles yep. um, to save money and, and throw it to there. Because almost anybody can do that. Because for Postmates, you don't have to have a great car. You just have to be able to get from just one place to food another. There. You know, on Uber, you have to have a certain... Yeah. I, have a, I have a sister that loves to make stuff with her hands, like scrapbooking. Mm -hmm. um, and she was a manager at a well-known um, department store. And she came home to be with her children and she signed up an account on Etsy. Yeah. yeah. She makes over $50,000 a year wow. making birthday cards Flavors. and banners and birthday decor. Dang. Right? So there's That's something. somebody's whole salary. Hello? Absolutely. So what's in your hand? There's something More. that you can do. There's a talent. There's a gift that God has given all of us, yes. right? You have the gift of laughing, right? That all of us. It's a healing ministry. I it is. You. Mm. Um, Did you tell me that in the car? And so look at what you can do and monetize it. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that our story, a story that brought so much pain mm -hmm. in our lives, right, that almost ended our marriage before it even began, that God was going to then turn around and use that to help other couples yeah. and now make a full-time living off of it, right? Right. So there's something that you can do. You're a great communicator. Mm -hmm. Like the way you break down women. Listen, she's deeper and, than she realized. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, so there's something that God has given you that you can do. Who been telling you that? <laughs> She really? was talking to the folks. <laughs> no, 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 she's talking to you, Jack. <laughs> and it goes back to doing whatever it takes, right? There's yep. people, there's there's a website called VIP Kid where people here in America are teaching kids in China how to speak, speak English. English. But you gotta be on their time zone. So that means you gotta four for two hours, you gotta do like from three, you know, three or four o'clock in the morning, depending on what time zone you're in. But you're just giving it a couple hours. So we knew uh we heard read a story about a mom who had did that before her kids got up. She was a stay at home mom, but because she did those two hours a day, she was making like seventeen hundred dollars a month. Wow. Yep. So there are ways to do it. Again, we gotta get rid of those narratives like I don't have enough money, I don't have enough time, yeah. I can't do you already defeated. I can't we can't help you. Absolutely. There's a website called OnlyFans where you could like set up a streaming and then you do like sexual stuff and people okay. pay money. Use really? your body. <laughs> and on that note really? <laughs> We can't have all this great advice without something dumb. <laughs> Show your butt <laughs> butt butt two dollars and cheap. That's four dollars a session. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Don't sell your body. We tried, for, guys. For, for, we for tried. Profit. I <laughs> two hours a day of butt show. 
You got six hundred dollars a sash. That's hilarious. Put that on your snowball, hey amen. Um, <laughs> can you um, tell the people if they're intrigued? I hope that you guys are yeah. um, more than intrigued. I hope you're encouraged and motivated. Yeah. You can yeah. do act. it. I Please. hope that you Man, are motivated you to know that you can do this. Right. It is something that is obtainable. It is something that is within reach. It is achievable. It is something that you can do. You do That's not right. have to be burdened by debt. There are action plans that you can take um, to get to 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 create a legacy for That's your family. Child. Legacy. So yes. um, if you're intrigued and you want to take those steps, can you tell the people where they can follow you yeah. um, online and all of that? Yeah. So you can find us at his and her money dot com. Uh, we also have a podcast called the his and her money show. Uh, we're on all of the outlets and we're also on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Everything's at his and her money. Yep, and we are the creators of Power Couples University. So if you and your spouse are having trouble getting on the same page financially, yep. come on to PowerCouplesUniversity.com and we'll right. get you straight. Resources, y'all. Resources. That's right. It's out there. Yeah. So great. Mm -hmm. um, thank you guys so much for joining us today for this bonus episode, so to speak, uh, with His or Her Money. I'm your host, Miss Kev on stage. He is Kev on stage. And we gang, will gang. see you on the next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.